What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Shuffle Up Podcast, a podcast for TCG players here on Quantum Gaming and Collectibles. I'm your host, Jason, aka Cap, and I wanted to start this show because I wanted to talk about all things TCG that I enjoy. Now, you may have heard my voice before, and if you think my voice sounds familiar, you either A, have heard some of my videos on the channel that is Quantum Gaming and Collectibles, or in a more likely sense, if you are familiar with Lorcana, the Disney trading card game, and a show that covers Lorcana, a team called the Lorcana Cast, I am a former member of that team. Now, there's a key word that I just said there that some of you might be wondering about, and that word is former. And some of you might be wondering what happened. I will say that there are some people behind the scenes who know what happened. There are some people who close to me and other parties involved from the team who know what happened, who know, you know, there's always two sides to the story, right? There's always my side, their side, and somewhere in the middle is the truth. Now, Not for today. I'm not going to divulge what happened. Depending on how things play out, maybe in the future, that's something that we may or may not talk about. I may never talk about it. It's honestly kind of a sore spot for me. And, you know, I put in a lot of time and effort for that team to help make it what it is. I think they know that. And I'll leave it at that. You know, I know that I will see the those guys at a, a event that is coming up soon that we are going to talk about today. And, you know, I hope there's no hard feelings and we will see what comes from that. Um, but anyways, today, so I'm sorry, before we get into the meat and potatoes of what we are talking about today, um, again, welcome in everybody. And I wanted to create this show because I didn't want to limit myself just to Lorcana. So if you are on the YouTube channel, you know that I've been doing a lot of uh, content for Lorcana lately. Um, For our people who have maybe never heard of me, it's very likely, uh, some stuff for Lorcana that I have done at this current point in time is I've ranked and broken down and did a discussion on the cards that were released and sold at D23 2022 last year. I have started a series on the, um, sorry, I have started a series covering the best cards in each ink and that just started. So you've only missed uh, one, one ink if you haven't seen it yet. I am, doing just all, all kinds of stuff. Um, I did the top 10 cards, like in general, of Lorcana as of May 2023, because I am recording this on May 17th, 2023. So I went on ahead and did that. Um, again, I used to do, I was starting to do stuff with the channel back in the day. And then I started um, really after what happened with the Lorcana cast, just started kind of going my own way, doing my own thing. So I've made a lot of Lorcana content. Um, 
I've got a lot about the so the best cards of each ink. You know, like I said, it's only been one. Um, the next episode is coming out this Friday, the 19th, and then we will go from there. Um, I got a lot of cool stuff planned. I'm gonna I want to talk about. Well, I'm not gonna tell you. Just subscribe to the channel, and you can find out what I am talking about. Or maybe if I want to do long form, we can get on this platform here and have ourselves a discussion. Um, so what we're going to start off with is we're going to talk about um, a couple of things. So we're going to get into the reveals that happened yesterday. So like I said, I am recording this as of May 17th. So yesterday on the May 16th then, Disney Lorcana on their, um, I'm pulling from their Twitter. So they revealed a post that was about some animal companions. So from Disney Lorcana, their tweet says, which animal companion would you choose to join you on your adventure through Lorcana? And so if we look at this image, what is on this image is there's a animal companion in each of the six inks. If you're unfamiliar with Lorcana, the six inks are amethyst, amber, steel, sapphire, ruby, and emerald. So there's a picture of Pascal and Flounder, Timon, Sergeant Tibbs from 101 Dalmatians, if you're unfamiliar with that character. Iago, of course, from Aladdin, and Cerberus from um, Hercules. So Flounder and Pascal, they have already revealed before. So, you know, the community got very excited because, oh, hey, we got four new cards revealed. So I'm going to get into this, but the thing is, yes, it was exciting to see these new cards. However, outside of Timon, and we're going to break down each card here in a second, but outside of Timon, um, they didn't show us anything about the cards. So, for example, if you look at the four new animal companions that were revealed, we don't know anything about their willpower. We don't know their effects. We don't know how many lore pips they have. All we know is what color or ink they belong in. We know that they're all inkable and we know their names and their strength. Um, so yeah, and we'll go ahead and start, like I said. Um, so if we look at Ruby, we have Sergeant Tibbs. He's the cat from 101 Dalmatians, if you are familiar with the film. So he's a one cost inkable, uh, character and he has two strength but iago on this image is covering up his willpower or defense so we don't know what that is the image doesn't show us what his ability is or if he has any lore pips whatsoever uh, if i had to guess i'm gonna say that tips here is either a 2-1 or a 2-2 so and what i mean by that if you're unfamiliar with the game or how like these cards are statted in general is what I mean is he's two strength because we know that for a fact. 
And then the other number I'm seeing is his willpower, which is with or defense. And willpower is the term that they use in Lorcana. So I'm assuming he's because, and the reason why I say he's a 2-2 is because Flounder is a 2-2. And we know that the goons, um, in, which are in steel, is a 2-2. But he could also be a 2-1. So there's that possibility. Um, I think with him being a low-to-the-ground character like this, I'm going to say that Sergeant Tibbs has one more bit. I think that's fair. I don't see him having anything more than that. Um, also, my reasoning for that is Flounder. And I'm, I'm using Flounder a lot here. Um, but Flounder is a 2-2 for one he's a 2-2, excuse me, that has one pip as well. So that's kind of my basis for that discussion. Uh, if we move over to the next character, next to Sergeant Tibbs, is we have Gilbert Goffrey Bird, a.k.a. Iago. So we know that, because I can, you can kind of see through, they're trying to, Robinsberger's trying to cover up um, Iago's stats. I mean, they definitely don't show his effect. But he has one strength and four willpower or defense. And he costs three to play and he's inkable. Uh, he's an emerald. Tibbs is in Ruby. I don't know if I said that or not. Um, but like I said, we don't know what his effect is. Um, because it's it makes sense that Iago has one strength. I mean, he doesn't really do much. He's not strong. He's a bird. Um, if you, of course, play Kingdom Hearts, you know that Iago carrying around that stupid lamp and then you got to smack the shit out of that lamp. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things. I think it, lore pip wise, I could see Iago definitely having one, maybe two at most. I don't see him having more than that. And that's going to really depend on what his ability is as well. Um, but I think it's a safe bet to assume he has at least one. Now, if we go to Timon, who's in amber or yellow, he's a one-cost single character. He has one strength. And Cerberus is covering up his willpower, so I don't know what he has in terms of that. If I had to guess, I'd say probably two or three at most. Um, probably two. And then he has an ability that is taste like chicken. And what it says is when you play this character, you may remove up to one damage from chosen character. So obviously based off of wording, um, may, saying you may remove, obviously implies based off how TCG card text is written, means that obviously you may or you may choose not to remove damage. Of course, up to one referring to zero, you can do zero or one. Uh, obviously, if you're going to use it, you want to re remove damage, typically from your characters. I don't know of many or any situation why you would want to heal your opponent's characters. That wouldn't make much sense to me. Uh, so yeah, that's Timon. And lastly, we have Cerberus. Uh, Cerberus is he's the three-headed dog in Hercules. Uh, he's the pet of Hades, if you're unfamiliar with the movie. Um, he's in Steel. Again, we'll probably talk about ink identities and 
color color identities and what all that means in a further episode. But for right now, um, just know that Steel is one of my favorite inks. Um, I've played a lot of this game, and we're going to talk about that as well. But um, so real quick, just go over Cerberus. He costs five. He's inkable, and he has five strength and six willpower or defense. So with a character like this, I definitely see him having... It's hard to say because I want to say he has at least one lore pip, but he very easily could have two. Like my my initial instinct was to say two. So naturally one is implied, but I think, I don't know. Again, it's without seeing or knowing what their, like if we knew what their effect was, then we could more fairly judge and try to dictate what exactly the or pit value is going to be. Um, I think it's safe to assume too, though. And so that's going to lead us into our next discussion. And it's something that kind of, and I don't want to sound like I'm whining or complaining or something, but it's a situation that's very, I'll say frustrating. And I think that's a fair way to go about this. And that is the lack of previews on the Ravensburger team's part for Lorcana. So if you look at what I said, so this post that they revealed yesterday, which, which that means is on May 16th. Okay, keep that in mind, May 16th. Now there's also a article that goes along with this post from May 16th from thegamer.com. And that breaks down kind of like what we just did. Talks about the animal sidekicks that are in Lorcana at this point in time. And just kind of talks about the history of sidekicks and Disney animation, basically. Uh, the article's fine. I mean, we kind of broke it down here. So if you want to check it out, I will put that in the description down below. If you are watching this on the YouTube um, but to get to the point I'm trying to make is Disney Lorcana themselves. And I think that's a very important distinction is them themselves by their social media team has not revealed a card since April 10th. And so that means it's well over a month since they themselves have revealed a card and it's so I guess I'll give a little bit of background about myself for those of you who don't know me. Um, if you've listened to Lorcana cash, you very well know my TCG history, but just a quick rundown. I've been playing TCGs competitively since for over 25 years now. Um, I've played everything from Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, um, the Panini and Score Dragon Ball game. I play Dragon Ball Super. That's my game of choice right now. Uh, I've been testing the crap out of Lorcana. I'm, I've played the Naruto CCG when Bandai had that. I played Band Bandai's first Dragon Ball game that you could play alongside Naruto because um, the systems were... The core mechanics were the same, but there were some 
obvious differences between them, but you could do like Naruto versus Dragon Ball if you wanted to. Um, just based off how the rules set up. Um, I've played all kinds of TCGs. I have regional tops and wins and of course gone to Nats quite a bit. Um, oh, I have a lot of accolades. You know, I have yet to achieve my goal of winning a national tournament and much less making it to a world tournament and winning that. But it's something that I work very hard at trying to achieve. And I think depending on how OP works, um, for those of you that don't know, OP just stands for organized play, how that works going into Orkana once we, once we find out all the deets on that, um, yeah, it's something I'm, you know, my goal is to, um, um, in the U S so my goal is to make it to U S nationals and hopefully win. Um, I think that'd be really cool. So, but anyway, so I come from a game, like I said, my game of choice is Dragon Ball Super. Um, so I come from a game where we are in the middle of set reveals right now. And I get four, at least four cards previewed a day. So let that sink in. So, and that game's been around, you know, five years, almost six now. And so every time that they reveal a set and they go through an archetype, then I get four, you know, three to four, maybe five cards a day. And so, and that's, that's daily from Bandai. So to me, it's just kind of frustrating that the set is not that big for Lorcana for the first chapter. And we're less than a hundred days to Gen Con by I'm on Gen Con's website right now, logged into my account. So spoiler for what, what we are about to talk about. Um, but they say that there are 78 days left until Gen Con. And I think it's absolutely ridiculous that we don't know what's in the set. And I think that comes from, I want to say, I, I don't know. Um, you can probably tell I'm conflicted because I want to say that this is, I understand this is the team that's behind this, Ryan and Steve and everyone over at Ravensburger. I want to say that this is kind of mistakes being made by beginners because this is, you know, like a first TCG that Ravensburger is doing. But I also feel like, because I feel like in places they've said that like they don't want the game to get broken and they don't, because, you know, if you don't know anything about TCGs, a lot of competitive players like myself as reveals are coming out is they start looking at what's in the existing card pool, how they interact, how the new cards interact with the old and ways to crack or break the game wide open and like get the most uh, efficiency out of it, how to find these like broken combos that you can do this, this, and this. And then there's like this old card from like set three that like does this. And then like, it really abuses this, you know, they, they try to find like unintended interactions that enable an overly powerful game state. And so I think that's something that Ryan and Steve in particular are very aware of. And I feel like that's maybe why we're not seeing the cards at the rate that a lot of us who have that TCG experience would like to see. However, 
I do think it's kind of ridiculous that we aren't seeing things as fast as we should, given the countdown to Gen Con, because I figured in one of my last few episodes on the Lorcana cast, we talked about this exact topic, and I kind of figured that we were going to see, as we kind of hit that 100-day, like started really approaching the Gen Con timeframe, I was under the impression that we were really going to start seeing maybe two cards a day um, to kind of fill out the set. And let me double check while we're chatting here, just for comparison's sake, the first chapter, Warcana set size. So I want to say it's 200. Okay, so it's over 200, and yeah, and then for like Dragon Ball, we have like 240 or something crazy like that, and that's each set. So again, you could argue that that is why we see as much as we do, but you know, it is what it is. But I don't know, I just feel like they should be showing more than what they are, and I don't know. It seems like they either a want cards to be a surprise at Gen Con when product is first available or B, like I said earlier, they're afraid of people breaking their game wide open two to three months out from when Gen Con is happening. And then they'll be like, Oh, well I already know what X, Y, and Z does. So I don't need to bother playing your game. And while that is a valid concern, I do think you are hurting yourself and shooting yourself in the foot for lack of a better term. Um, so I don't know. I'd be curious to see what you guys think about that. Um, now I know before people chime in and comment, yes, there is the comicbook.com article. There's the polygon article. Um, I mean, they didn't say anything at gamma. Now we had some people, um, show us cards from gamma so you know thank you to the three of you who were at gamma and did that but i'm saying from the standpoint of disney lorcana themselves have not said anything since april 10th and so the thing is if you be so like i said i've i've tested a lot of this game and so if you count what they've revealed versus what's gotten revealed in like these articles and then the stuff that like citizens of Lorcana and like Liam from the um, Illumiteers, I believe like what they like revealed coming out of Gamma. Then we have prior to the four cards that got revealed yesterday. We'll find, we'll just throw them all in. There's like 84, 86 uh, cards revealed right now. And so if there's over 200 cards in the set, we're not even halfway there. Gen Con's in 78 days at the time of this recording. So you kind of see where I'm going, right? Like, I, I don't know. I don't I don't agree with their decision. Um, I understand it, that they're trying to do a slow burn. And they feel that Gen Con is far away. But I don't know. I, I think it's... I think it's worth having the discussion about bearing the lead. Obviously we are also going to be talking about Gen Con. Uh, Gen Con is something that I absolutely love going to. Um, I've been going to Gen Con 
since 2006, I want to say. I've, and I went straight on until probably 2013, 2014. So that's what, seven, eight times. And then I went back 2017, 2018. And then obviously the thing that shut down the world happened. So uh, Gen Con was virtual at that point. Um, and then I haven't, did I go last year? I can't remember if I went last year or not. Um, no, I didn't. I didn't go last year. So I had something else going on. So yeah, I didn't go last year, but I mean, I've been to Gen Con about 10 times. Gen Con is, it's so much fun. Um, I, so let's talk about Lorcana at Gen Con. So yeah. So if you guys don't know, so Gen Con, it's a four day gaming convention. It's there's card games, board games, video games, you know, cosplay, giant vendor room, all just all kinds of fun stuff. And I, like I said, I love going to Gen Con. It's one of my favorite conventions to go to. Um, if you are unfamiliar of when it takes place, it's taking place August 3rd through the 6th. And it's in Indianapolis, Indiana, here in the States. For those of you who are outside of the US, you go to downtown Indy. And I mean, yes, hotels are expensive. Parking can be an issue. So highly recommend if you're not in the vicinity to just take an Uber. Um, if you're with a group of people, just split the costs. Or another thing you could do, um, you know, one person could pay for one day, the other person pays for the next, so on and so forth. But, you know, you guys just work it out however is best for the people that you are traveling with. Um, if you are driving and you want to get parking, get there very early in the morning. It's usually not an issue. Um, but every year that Gen Con happens, it gets busier and busier and busier. So parking could eventually become an issue. But I've, I've never had an issue getting parking as I've been there. Um, but anyways, yeah, Gen Con, it's, there's a massive dealer room. It's just all, all kinds of fun happens. And of course the big highlight that is going to be at Gen Con this year for 2023 and Gen Con knows it because they have many tweets about it is Lorcana. Gamma was a huge step in the right direction for the kind of press that Lorcana needed. I think a lot of retailers and stores were hesitant because they thought, eh, it's just a cute little, my first little TCG for little Timmy. And, you know, it's got Mickey Mouse and Elsa and Olaf and Stitch and princesses on it. And I don't know. I don't, I don't know if, you know, my crew who comes for Friday Night Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh or, you know, Pokemon Day and, all that other stuff is just really gonna, if this game is for them, right? Like, like it's not like my target audience. So I don't know if I want to invest in it in my store. Well, turns out that the results that happened at Gamma game got a big explosion. Obviously those of us who have been here since the beginning, like myself, who knew Lorcana was going to be something or just had a strong feeling. I'll rephrase my statement. They learned what we knew in 
we'll talk about how to play Lorcana at a later date. Um, but as we get closer to the con, maybe. But anyway, so yeah, so I think coming off of that, Gen Con took notice. There are probably people from Gen Con at Gamma. I, I don't know that. I'm just throwing that out there. I wouldn't be surprised if there were people from Gen Con there. But I think they knew Disney, collectability, a trading card game. It's brand new. We're seeing the hype. Let's have it at Gen Con. Um, from my understanding, I don't have the map pulled up, but maybe I can pull it up later. But from my understanding, from what I've seen, I've seen like one quick image of the map and uh, Ravensburger is going to have a huge area. Um, so talking about that real quick, if you've never been to Gen Con and you're going to Gen Con, this is your, you know, your very first one. Look at that map very carefully um, because typically the, and we'll talk about this more with the schedule here in a minute. Typically how Gen Con works is the dealer room, the vendor room, whatever you want to call it, doesn't open until 10 a.m. So typically, especially on that Thursday, especially day one, well, day two, if you count Wednesday, but um, the traditional day one for the masses, day one, Thursday, 10 a.m., when those doors open, it's going to be a flood of people heading to the booth at Robinsburger to buy product. So before we talk about what events are there, let's talk about what product will be available at Gen Con. So we talked about this months ago on Lorconicast when, you know, we knew they were coming and we as a team said, Hey, we're coming. And we kind of broke this down. And so let's talk about, because I think what they have for events might dictate, and it may have no no correlation whatsoever, but the events that they have is a learn to play demo, a starter deck challenge, and then we come down to Sunday, and there's a Gen Con finale, and then casual play. And we'll talk about what all four of those mean. Um, so when it comes to product that I think that they are going to have, this is where things get kind of tough because ideally I want them to have everything. The question is, will they? And I think the answer, unfortunately, the more I think about it, I think the answer is no. And I think the events tell me that, unfortunately. And again, I'm, I'm hoping to be completely wrong. But I think what they're definitely going to have is naturally starters. So all three starters will be there. And I think that the Illuminator's Trove will be there. I think that the accessories will be there. So that's the sleeves, the deck boxes, the playmats, the portfolios. What I'm going back and forth on is the gift set. And of course, the big one, the booster packs or boxes. Like I said, naturally makes sense to have starter decks. I mean, it, it makes sense to have everything, but I'm not sure if I, I think if they don't bring anything, it's stupid and they're losing money. I think they should bring everything. I just, if I can't get a read from them on if they will or they won't bring everything. And I don't know 
what way to lean at this point in time or what way to take it. So that's kind of where we are with that. I do know for sure in the sense that I have a hunch and I've also asked, there will be purchase limits and that makes sense. Now I can't say what per those purchase limits are because I don't know, but I was told just because it made sense that there would be purchase limits at Gen Con. So what I am proposing and what I hope they do, because if you have a mad rush of people coming up to your booth and they want to take photos and they want to buy everything out between vendors, collectors, resellers, uh, competitive players, casual players, you know, everyone wants a piece and they want to pay that Disney tax. So I think it's going to be one item, one of each item per person. Um, and some of you may be asking, well, how do you enforce that? Well, at Gen Con, you have to have a badge to get in and you must wear your badge at all times. What a lot of booths do is they will either give you like a punch or they will, what I think is smarter is they have four different stamps on them, one for each day. They're different colors, maybe have a different design on them, whatever it is. Or maybe it's a combination of both. So you have like a stamp for Thursday and a stamp for Friday and a stamp, stamp for Saturday and a stamp for Sunday. That way, whoever the cashier or representative is that is helping you with pulling your product, you know, before you check out is able to say, hey, let me see your badge. Or I think badges now may even have barcodes on them. And this is an even better idea is that then you could scan your barcode and then they'll like note in their system, hey, you already bought, you know, your amounted a lot, you know, of cards for the day. They know that could be one way that we go about it. Um, you know, obviously things will cost what they cost. Um, we'll get into if this game is going to price itself out at a later date. So I'm hoping that they'll do the one of rules so I can buy one of each starter, one booster box, one gift set, one trove, and whatever accessories I want. And then just repeat that process each day, definitely to buy more boxes, um, you know, more gift sets, because I'll want a play set. Um, the trove is interesting because I think for collectors and competitive players, you want this and everyone else, it's a hit or miss item. And so it's a coin flip up to you decision, but the accessories, the obviously packs and starters are where it's at. So now that we've talked about the product, let's discuss the events at Gen Con. So first up, the learn to play demo. So learn to play demo, it lasts for an hour based off the description here that from the Gen Con website, it says you'll be provided hands-on experience. You'll receive a starter deck upon completion of your demo and you'll, you'll sit down now with a member of the Ravensburger team. You'll learn how to play Lorcana and then you'll be handed a starter deck. And so you'll be, you know, learning how to play the game if you've never played, or if you've like me, you're printing out proxies and you've been practicing your little heart out, you know, you can go play with a member of the team and get the starter that you paid for. So in regards to that and the next event we are going to talk about, 
I don't think you get to pick the starter. And I've heard some other people, I'm not going to say who, I've heard some other content creators say that you get to pick it. And I think that's completely false. Uh, reason being is because if typically how the card games work, if you're brand new to, to this, and I think a lot of people playing Lorcana, this is going to be their first little My Little TCG. How this usually works is when you have multiple starters and a like a like we have with Lorcana, there's always, always, 100% of the time, one of them that's better than the rest. And if you have everybody knowing that, then that deck is going to go first. And then everybody else in line is going to be stuck with the lesser than product. Now, we don't know the exact list of all three starters yet. Surprising. But that is something to be mindful of. Um, They do not say anywhere in this listing that you get to pick. I think they randomly hand you one. And I think maybe kids, like, like young kids, I think they might be able to get to pick theirs because they're children. But I think for the rest of us, it's just going to be an allotment. It's just going to be a lottery. And it's just going to be, uh, you get the ruby, you know, emerald one. Or, But who knows? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. And, you know, maybe they're, they'll have enough on hand that they will let you pick. And all these starters will be equally balanced. We don't know. So that takes us to our next event. So you've done your learn to play demo and you're all excited. So the next event they have is a starter deck challenge. And this is where I am very excited. Um, This event is basically a mini tournament. So what happens is uh, this event costs $20. And what's going to happen is you will receive a starter deck and you play in a three round casual tournament with a prized for making top eight um for some reason the max players for this event for each one is 59 players so that will sell out um we're going to talk about tickets and all that in a minute so now this one does say that because again i've heard some other content creators not going to name names say that you get to pick and what starter deck you get again we just talked about this so not going to go into why that's incorrect but the event price um i think it says right here in the description that it includes a randomly selected starter deck so you get your starter you are so um something i didn't talk about with the products is because i this isn't a deep dive on what's in the products is that the products each come with a booster pack. And in this type of tournament, what's in that booster pack can hugely swing this tournament um, because you got to help hope that your RNG is very good and you pull something good. Um, that can also work with the corresponding starter that you were handed to from Ravensburger. Um, so again, if you don't know how to play Lorcana, um, matches are best two out of three. So first player to win two games wins the round. 
and you're just trying to get to top eight and you will top eight receives a Disney Lorcana playmat and an invitation to participate in the special event on Sunday. So I have um, two goals for Gen Con and making it into that tournament is one of them. And we will talk about that tournament here in a minute. So these also last four hours. So keep that in mind when you are, if you're going to Gen Con and you're looking to sign up for these, um, you want to make sure you don't have another event going on. And, you know, especially if you're going to try and make that push towards top eight, you want to be sure you got everything going on and you're able to play the entire way through the tournament. And I, honestly, even if you lose round one or if you're, you go like one, one or whatever, cause a few, obviously a few X ones will get into top eight. Um, just by how the math works, that's going to come down to tiebreakers, but being that that's a much longer mathematical conversation to have at a later date. Um, this is just kind of an overview. So yeah, there's, there's a bunch of these star deck tournaments and basically all the players in the starter deck tournament that make it into top eight, they get to go into the event on Sunday. And lastly, we will talk about that event here in a second. Um, so casual play, that's free. All that is, is you just show up and you're able just to sit down, play some Lorcana and hang out with your friends and everyone in the area. Maybe meet Ryan and Steve and the team from Robinsburger, maybe get it to play a game with Ryan and Steve. I know that's one of my goals for Gen Con, you know, maybe meet some of you, meet some of you guys and take pictures and sign cards and all that fun stuff. So the main event for Disney Lorcana on Sunday at 10 a.m. is the Disney Lorcana TCG Gen Con finale. And that is a four hour event. All right. So what this event is, is it's a invite only. And remember, you get your invite by making top eight in one of those starter deck tournaments. So it's at no charge and it's a secret format. So what I'm thinking this format is going to be is I'm hoping that they're going to just give you packs and you play or even better, they give you a box and you construct a deck and play. I think that'd be the best way to do it. And yeah, so there's a maximum of 64 players that can get in so naturally you want to make top eight in one of those starter tournaments um not only is the format for this event a secret but you will also get secret prizes so everyone who participates you get at least one prize and if you make top eight in this round you get additional prizes so Again, this is a four-hour event, and it's on Sunday. A lot of people travel on Sunday. You have to fly or drive back, or you maybe got some other panel or event going on. So again, plan accordingly if you intend on making top eight in the Starter Deck Tournament. So that is what's going on at Gen Con. Um, like I said, I have two goals. It is to make it into this tournament. If I make top eight in this tournament, fantastic. And then, like I said earlier, my game of choice is Dragon Ball Super. And I am hoping to 
make top 16 at Gen Con and get my invite to U.S. Nationals. All right, so that's going to wrap up our show for today. You can find me on Twitter at QuantumGNC and on Instagram at Quantum Gaming Collectibles. I also will have a link to our link tree down below in the description. I'm not sure how often I'm going to do this more long form discussion. I haven't figured out days yet on when I'm going to do it. I just started a new job and I got to figure out my schedule plus when I am going to cover everything else. Uh, if you want to subscribe on the YouTube, you know, I'll have a, if you're not on YouTube, I'll put a link for that there. Um, we cover all kinds of different games, like I said, for for the channel. So it's, of course, Orkana, Dragon Ball Super. I'm getting back into covering uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, I can, you know, I, I sell uh, One Piece as well. So, you know, maybe I can start covering One Piece product, My Hero. You know, just if, if you guys are interested in games, then be sure to let me know. But, like I said, I want to thank you guys for watching. If you're on the other podcast platforms, you know, rate, you know, follow the show, all that fun stuff. And, you know, if you're going to Gen Con, let me know. And I will see you guys next time to infinity and beyond.